Whether you're on the go with a summer vacation or decide to spend your free time with a staycation, the No-So's got you covered. Relive your favorite era of wrestling with New Gen on a Mission, Wrestling Warzone, Extreme Three-Way Dance, or the Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast. Keep in touch with the modern era with GC Dub, Clotheslines and Headlines, you know what that means, and Viewer's Choice. Or sit down and nerd out with No Holds Barred, WWE War, or The Wrestler That Was. It's summertime, and the living is easy. Because you've got the North-South Connection. NorthSouthConnection.com North-South Connection Podcast Network. We come to you with a breaking news bulletin, a flash of Dallas, apparently. At two, some 2.36 p.m., Keithy Langston has returned to the multiverse of fabulousness. He will be sworn in at his earliest convenience. Keithy, welcome back to the multiverse of fabulousness. It is hosted by yourself and Johnny C., who is I. I don't know how I'm supposed to react to that because I mean you bring a very dark moment in American history. The but thing is, I, I would I just say love like I would clip. say like, should I do that solemn vow like? Hmm. Yeah, the the one where you have to act like you're not totally stoked to become the president right now. Yeah, I'll just be like, well, I didn't really ask to have him shot, but whatever. Right. I mean, I'm. I mean, I guess I'm gonna have to deal with the fact that it happened, but uh, you Couldn't know. Could they have just had him get Marilyn Monroe and have him thrown out because of that? You know, you know who could have saved President Kennedy? <laughs> God, Hulk Hogan? No, I don't think he was old enough. Indiana Jones. Oh, that is true. Yes. So it is the July 2023 episode of the Multiverse of Fabulousness. Uh, we are available on video and audio. We're back to video this month, and I would definitely recommend it because it's time, Keith, for another tournament. We might not be in March. Uh, but I've also created another ridiculously childish PowerPoint presentation for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, today we're going to visit Earth Cinema. Uh, and the basic outline of the show is going to be this, this go around. So um, what I've done, Keithy, is I've created another tournament, Shades of March Fabulousness. But we've got 32 different pieces of cinematic art or a movie to the layman. And each movie features a professional wrestler or a sports entertainer or an independent contractor. And what we're going to do today, Keith, is, you know, the point of Cinema Slam is what we're calling it. Cinema Slam 2K23 to be followed by 2K24, unless this is the episode that finally gets me canceled. Um, Basically, the idea is out of these 32 films that feature a professional wrestler, we're not going to 
The tournament bracket's not designed to narrow it down to which movie's the best, like from an artistic quality, uh, which which film brings the most to cinema and artistic history. It's just kind of, what would I want to watch right now, all things being equal? Because I think that's a little more fun. You know, we're in the summer movie season. It's a hot day. You're going to stay inside with your buddies. Let's watch a movie together. But sure nobody what? can agree. So we got to narrow it down for these 32 choices. So if you're listening out there, just imagine yourself and another companion in a situation where you want to, you know, let it kick in and watch a movie. But you have to decide which of the 32 movies you own that feature professional wrestlers you want to watch. Mm-hmm. Now, my, my PowerPoint presentation, Keithy, is not as fabulous as the March Fabulousness presentation was. Okay. Uh, I, I have a few Cinema Slam stats. Oh. All right. Not kind of like we did last time. It's just the Cinema Slam stats are basically just why the movie made the list, who the professional wrestler was. And maybe, you know, we can talk about their performance if you want to. Uh, we don't have to. And we've got some repeats and whatnot. Okay. And, and you know what the best part of this is, Keith? What? Some of these movies just have a wrestler in it for like five seconds. Nice. So it's, you know, it's, it's it runs the gauntlet. Uh, 32 teams. We have four. For Hearthman, baby. Woo! Rutho! Rutho! R- Russo. <laughs> we have nice. Four- I like it. And actually, I, I have I have some thoughts on some of these possible movies because, uh, as you know, my, my very dear, close personal longtime friend, Peter Winson, he oftentimes loves to talk about movies that have very random, like, one wrestler in it for like 30 seconds you know like i'm sure on the list you're going to have and i'm not giving all right i won't give anything away but yeah he's a big fan of this so i'm excited for this absolutely and uh, it's just a fun little summer breezy exercise for the hell of it and um what i like is that i didn't select like the 32 best you know what i mean i just selected picked randomly right well they had to tickle my fancy so hopefully, okay. they, hopefully they tickle your fancy, too. Ooh, hey All right. So our the way we're going to do this, ladies and gentlemen of the listening audience, is that because we have 32 teams, we have four regions. We're going to work through each region, like every the whole bracket in a region before we move on to the next bracket. So we'll have our first final four participant before we move on to the next bracket. Does that work? Okay. Yeah, works. That sweet. way it, it saves us a little bit of time. So our first division is the box office bomb division now all the seating was randomized and this was the common theme amongst this bracket so it's the box office bomb division now uh you know the cinema cinema slam visual representation should kick in now and hopefully it's kicking in for you too Oh yeah hey now look at this you do see the match graphic absolutely all right so up first, two films that feature professional wrestlers battling out for Would You Really Want to Watch It Right Now? Uh, Black Adam, a mm. recent, a very recent, I think it might be the most recent film on the list. Uh, so, of course, starring Dwayne Johnson, formerly mm-hmm. known as The Rock, taking on mm-hmm. Plan 9 from Outer Space, featuring <sighs> Tor Johnson as that cop who's like, I'm going to go get in, Johnny. Now, it's. I think that's the ironically the oldest film on the list versus the most recent and it's random seating according to cinema slam stats have you seen both of these films um see i don't want to give away anything i have not seen plan nine from outer space okay um 
I did see the movie that was based off of Plan 9 from Out of Space. <laughs> oh, uh, you've seen uh, – it's not on the list. You've oh, Ed Wood? It, no, Ed – Oh. I, I took Plan 9 over Ed Wood. I'm because sorry. Because Ed Wood does have George the Animal Steel playing right. Tor. Right. Um, I mean, I did see Black Adam. I almost want to take Plan 9 because it's, it's referenced in Seinfeld. <laughs> and as you know, I am a big Seinfeld fan, so – um, and I think it's probably just as cheesy as Black Adam was, uh, if, 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 if we're being honest here. Yeah. I'm going to take Plan 9 from Out of Space. Wonderful. Now, I, I forgot to mention, I've completed my, but just like March Fabulous, I completed my bracket. Keithy has not seen any of these, obviously. Yes. No. But Keith, I am recording your bracket selections oh, off camera for you, oh, okay? Thank uh, you. I just have to close my windows. It's starting to pour, and I can feel the wind coming into my house. So don't mind me, but go on ahead. You are the wind beneath my wings. I am the wind beneath your wings. You are the Um, wind beneath mine. And I took multitask. So I took Plan Nine from Outer Space as well. Um, Oh, nice. And I will say this: I famously reviewed Black Adam for the North South Connection Podcast Network when it came out in October of 2022. I think I gave it a three or a four. Um, I would gladly watch Plan 9 because... Out of 10 or out of 5? Oh, out of 10. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) I'm just making sure. I mean, listen, you are the DC mark, so... Oh, I I am... Well, good DC. I almost almost took my own life based on Hawkman's performance. It's one of the worst performances in a movie ever. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, so I went with Plan 9 from Outer Space as well. All right, here we go. Let's... uh, If you could move to Cinema Slam Schematic, please. Can you can you move to Cinema Slam schematic? Okay, it's moving. It's moving for me, fans. All right, kind of some random stuff here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you think Avengers was the first Endgame? You think you know me? No. Highlander Endgame, uh, featuring Edge, Adam Copeland for about two seconds. Yes. Taking on the Bill Goldberg holiday spectacle that I just watched for the first time this holiday season, Santa's Slay. Now, just for all you folks out there who are uninitiated to Highlander, I don't know much, but I do know the Highlander Endgame is the movie where the dude from the TV show and my good buddy Christopher Lambert, the Highlander, combine forces and fight together, mm. just like the Avengers. Yes. So what's going on here with the Endgame? seems to me like Marvel uh, appropriated some already existing uh, intellectual property here. So you, I feel like Christopher Lambert has a uh, has a case to sue. Of course, you know, the original Highlander that had, uh, you know, now for those who don't know. Da, 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 da. No, no, no. Highlander. Da, 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 da. Well, no, I just want to say, no, I'm not going to mention, I'm going to mention Sean Connery. He's not a professional wrestler. Oh, okay. But originally, the original Highlander, Christopher Lambert is supposed to be a Scottish, like, Highlander. That's the whole Highlander thing. And he hangs out with Sean Connery, who is playing a Spanish, what, like, nobleman or something? Ramirez. And it's it's just, it's Sean Connery, no change to his accent, no change to his dialect, nothing. And he just, there's that great scene when they're in the boat and he goes... What is haggis? It's meat and barley stuffed in a sheep's belly. And you eat it? How revolting. And it's like he's supposed to be Spanish and he's talking like he's from freaking 
Glassberry, Glastonbury, Glasgow, Glasgow, Glasgow Kiss. Yeah. Glasgow. This is a wrestling podcast network, right? <laughs> Glasgow Kiss. Yeah. So uh, this is a no-brainer for me. I have to go with uh, Christmas Sleigh or Santa, Santa Sleigh, Sleigh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just that movie is so it, it's beyond ridiculous. So and uh, Goldberg, actually, it's one of the few things I find Goldberg interesting in. So I think I'll take it. The Fug Life, Goldberg. What's with that opening scene in Santa Slay with like James Caan is in it oh, and like a bunch great. of random celebrities? Sure. Like, how did they pull that off? I mean, I think it's just because everybody knew. I, I feel like this is I feel like nowadays when they're making bad movies that are purposely bad, people jazz up to be in them because they know it's going to be something that's going to be like a huge talking point. And if it's even remotely interesting, it's going to get them a lot of generated press and people will probably be like, Oh, you know what? James Khan, we can put him in some other shit now too. Um, RIP, but, uh, yeah, yeah no, I, uh, yeah. So plan nine mentioned in Seinfeld in Highlander Endgame, edge wears a poofy shirt, like the poofy shirt in Seinfeld. And we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that uh, if you enjoyed Santa Slay, check out 2022's Violent Night, available on – and I know you guys have Peacock because yeah. – you know, uh, I, I don't know if you saw that, the, the like David I Harbour. I saw that in the theaters. Yeah. I was very I, excited for that. Yes, I enjoyed that quite a bit as well. All right, so I took Santa Slay too. Oh, good. Uh, Keithy, um, we saw this in March Fabulousness. Uh, the Selfie's Choice. Uh, here on our third matchup, uh, Keithy's Choice. It, well, it's just a dang, it's a difficult choice. Can we move to Starcade Stenographer, please? Okay, it's moving. Oh, 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 the face. Yes. All right. So uh, for anyone not watching, according to the Starcade Stenographer, it's not Stenographer. What do they call it? The Starcade Spectrometer? No, that's yeah, how you... Spectrometer, yeah. Okay, it doesn't matter. Statrometer, uh, statrometers. Yeah, we've got the box office bomb division. Suburban Commando which stars Hulk Hogan for the entire movie. Give it up, Dragos. Give it up. Taking on Last Action Hero, which qualifies for starring Professor Tanaka, who was in Pee-wee's Big Adventure as the butler guy. He's got the long goatee. I think he's also uh, Sub-Zero, Plane Zero. Zero. Yes. He's in Last Action Hero? He is. He is... Um, Charles dances like number two. Okay, all right, yeah. Um, I mean, this isn't even a Sophie's choice in my book. Really? So you're not big... even. So okay, for Suburban Commando or Last Action Hero? Come on, what do you think? There's only one person in my life that makes me tweak and twerk and whatever it is whenever I see this man come on the screen, and that is the one and only, the former governor. Yes. I mean, you know, it's funny, too, because I don't consider this to be a bad movie. This no. is this is almost ironically in the uh, box office bomb category well, because it, it's was, just, it just was. It was kind of a box office bomb. I mean, I, too. No, it was. It should absolutely not have been. I agree. It's a phenomenal fucking movie. I love this movie. Did you like it when you were a kid? Oh. I will admit. Okay, I, I was loved kind it of... as a kid. I loved it as a kid, and I loved it as an I love it as an adult. I loved it as a kid because obviously I was I grew up in the era of Schwarzenegger when Schwarzenegger was at his height, and um, having seen everything else the guy did, it was kind of cool to see him in this movie where he's kind of playing and toying with who he really was, and sure. and 
I loved it. I loved it all together. Plus, I love Charles Dance and uh, it's oh, got yes. Abraham and then um, oh, who's the girl? It's, uh, it's Bridget Wilson. Meredith yeah, Caprice. Yeah. Like she's hey, so awesome. Don't forget Austin O'Brien is Danny the kid. That's right. Yeah. And it's got the fantastic scene where Arnold's like to be or not to be. Not to be. Not to be. And then, uh, and, and then also, um, Tom Noonan. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> and the voice, the voice of the cat. Tina Turner, rest in peace. She's the mayor. She's sipping a bath. Yep. And is there anything else we should mention from Last Action? It's just a great movie. If you haven't seen it for some reason, you should watch it. Suburban Commando, we should probably talk about just for a second because, I mean, it's a Hogan star. It was a second. It also has The Undertaker as well. Um, I like, don't get me wrong, like, I enjoy Suburban Commando for camp, but Last Action Hero is also, like, two hours long, though, so I did go with Action Hero like you, but I thought about I had to think about it for various reasons. I think Suburban Commando, yeah, it's very campy. The jokes are really bad. Um, I almost feel like whoever wrote this movie, I feel like this was a kid who wrote this movie <laughs> like yeah it was, it was a child it was a child writing a child's movie but uh no i mean it's it's not as awful as i think people give it give it so um but it is it's not it's not good no, it can't Hulk, be less hogan is not real. hogan is not a box office star he's not no all right so i've advanced yours i we we're, we're matching up on this one all right here we go the final first round matchup in the box office bombs 2002's Rollerball, Ooh. taking oh. on Corky oh. Romano, oh, uh, God. the Chris Kattan movie that oh. I've never actually even seen. I think this is the only movie on the in the tournament that I haven't seen, but I did watch the appropriate scene on the YouTubes. Uh, Corky Romano features a scene where Chris Kattan takes on Sable and a and a, and a little guy uh, in a, in, a, in some sort of a, a fight where she's in her brazier because it's 1999 or 2000. Mm-hmm. Now, the remake of the James Conn film Rollerball features Chris Klein. Hey, guys, you want to play some Rollerball? But it also features an uncredited appearance from Shane McMahon, who's like, Hey, Kingfish, I'm going to play some Rollerball, baby. And it also features Paul Heyman as the Rollerball commentator. Now, I will just put this out there on my own personal podcast feed, the new TNN. Um, my 100th episode, Spectacular, was a retrospective on Rollerball because it's so bad it's good. Okay. I will admit, I have actually never seen either of these two movies. It's pretty forgi- un- it's pretty forgivable is okay. what I'm trying to say. Like, I get that. Um, however, uh, I've seen a lot of stuff that the characters <laughs> – from rollerball have been in <laughs> the, the characters that's how polite of you to call them that well because i mean you have jean renault uh, oh yeah Jean-Renaud. you have ll cool j rebecca romaine even naveen andrews who was in lost um i mean that guy was awesome in lost he was uh what was his name in lost i can't even remember his name now uh, i've never seen an episode Saeed. of lost oh lost is lost was a great great show um hmm I really wanted to just I really wanted to kind of do a gag with you and like flip a coin for this. But I'm going to actually go with uh, I'll go with Rollerball because it does have Rebecca Romaine, Jean Renault and LL Cool J in it. So and, and she's, I, I she's can't. really smart in it. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't for the life of me. The, the only thing I've ever seen from Corky Romano is 
you want to buy some cookies? Which yeah, is the, which well, is in the okay. trailer, and I just cannot get behind a Chris Kattan. How many times did you see that trailer when he's like, the reflex is an oddly child. I mean, 75 times a day. They literally promoted that movie so much. It was Oh, nonstop. So, uh, I mean, the premise of that, though, is great. Like, um, the mafia gets a get somebody to go undercover and the uh and the and the fbi that actually would be a hell of a movie if they made it into like a drama i think that would be great like kind of a reverse donnie brosco i think they should do something like that but just not, not with chris Kattan. not chris Kattan. not well Kattan. we've probably talked about these more than they deserve but i will say last thing chris klein's awful performance carries rollerball alone all right so the Starcade spect or the Cinema Slam spectro- <laughs> spectrometer is going to stay frozen for a little bit, so we can look at Chris Klein. Uh, and of rollerball sales spike, um, we deserve some money. So we have Keithy the exact same Final Four in this region. First matchup, Plan Nine, Santa Slay. I think I know where this is going, considering you haven't seen Plan Nine. Um, I think it's Santa Slay. Yeah, I think you Makes get sense. Santa Slay. Yeah. And I'm assuming Last Action Hero over Rollerball. Yes. Yeah, I, I did the same because the the campiness of Chris Klein can only carry it so far. So the fa- final matchup in the box office bomb division, I had Plan Nine versus Last Action Hero. I took Last Action Hero. Keithy, what do you got? I am gonna go with Last Action Hero as well over Santa Slay. All right, so we both have the same movie coming out of the box office bomb division to make it to Final Four. Yep. In your <laughs> all right now, now you're just mixing up all your uh all your professional wrestling organizations <laughs> well what's fun about this show is that it's it's the multiverse it's like every planet rolled into one because there's some planet where rollerball is actually played there is some planet where jim ross is still in wcw announcing an in your house final four pay-per-view i saw some awesome clip on twitter today of uh there was a clip of it was basically, I can't believe JR got paid for this, and it was a clip from Fight Forever, and somebody won, and JR's like, this match was amazing. It's, it's all time. It'll be spoken of for the rest of my life. Like, that was literally, it was so bad. Yeah, yeah. That game, that game looks awful. All so right. So that he fell down and busted his face open. All right. According to the Star K, God damn it. The Cinema Slam Spectrometer. We're we're moving to the eh, division. Oh, okay. Because some of the movies that got put in the eh, division didn't deserve it, but again, it was all randomized. Sure. All right. First matchup of eh, according to the Cinema Slam Spectrometer, Abraxas. Hey, I'm Abraxas, guardian of the universe, starring Jesse the Body Ventura, <laughs> taking on Spectre. Doesn't he? I can't I don't even know the theme song. You know my name. You know my No, that's Casino Royale. What's the Spectre know. song? I don't know if you know. Oh, is it? No, it's not. That's Skyfall. Uh, I think yeah. it was the one that. Um, He's like Sam Dan, Smith. Yeah, Sam, Sam Smith did. And I don't the really writing's like on the wall. Yeah, yeah. The writing. I can't even get that high as. His no, falsetto, but it's, yeah. it's it's definitely I actually kind of like the Quantum of Solace song a little bit more than Spectre song. I actually really enjoy all the official songs yeah, of the Bond movies, of all that's the Bond true. movies. But yeah, no, I, I like that one. Uh, my favorite is probably, well, of the new ones, my favorite is probably Skyfall. I mean, I oh, think, I God, think it won an Oscar. Yeah, I think everybody's favorite is probably 
live and let die, I would imagine. Mm, you know, just because it was like a or um nobody Goldeneye. does it better. Nobody does it better. Yeah. Nobody yeah. does it better, I think, charted from the spy who loves me. What's the for your eyes on? Oh, that was um Sheena Easton? Yeah. I don't like that movie, but I love the song. Mm. And, oh, fuck, The Living Daylights or A View to a Kill, Duran yeah, Duran and yeah. Aha. I'm telling you, man, we could probably do a, a bracket of Bond songs, and I wonder what – and I would be I would be very hard to figure out which one's going to win. It would be yeah. really difficult because the Bond songs, the official Bond songs are so friggin' good. I even like the On Her Majesty's Secret Service Orchestra. Yeah, that's that's absolutely. my favorite. That's my favorite Bond movie. I think by the, far. I, unfortunately, I think the one I don't like the. I think the one I like the least is probably the. Uh, I think it's from it's from On Your Majesty. It's the Louis Armstrong song. Yeah. I, wait, should I? I probably shouldn't do that impression actually. Well, well, it's a. The For audio, I think it's okay. I mean, as long as you're. Sure, uh, sure. <laughs> All right, Spectre has Dave Batista in it. We should probably mention. Yeah, uh, that's true, right. For, in a kind of a forgettable henchman. I don't even think he says anything. And no. Spectre and Quantum of Solace usually fight it out for the worst of the Craigs. Um, but the floor is yours. Um, oh, Abraxas. Have you seen Abraxas? You know, I don't know if you know this. but Are you Braxis, a finder? Abraxas is one of those movies that Jesse Ventura did so that he could get his own insurance from this SGA. So he didn't have to have a union in the WWF or E. I mean, this is the movie that I'm belie- I believe he left WWF or 90 in 1990 to go make. Yeah, it, uh, his, uh, the villain is played by Sven Olithorsen from Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. Also from, of- also from the Running Man. Yeah, he's. I was gonna say he's in a lot of shit. Uh, Jesse has a ridiculous rat tail. It has terrible. Um, I have to go score some steroids. <laughs> yes, that's that like was a- one line. In- Okay, I've never heard anyone in my entire life do a Sven Ole Thorsen impression, but I want you to do it all the time. It's so good. I love that guy. That guy, I, was, like, I think he's like a personal friend too of like Schwarzenegger. Like I think he loves like him and him and Arnold like hang out. Are you familiar with the uh, 80s show Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future? He was Tank. Yeah. That was how I discovered subtitles. Um, uh, we talked <laughs> about we talked about. We talked about lawsuits earlier. I forget what it was because it's starting to kick in. Um, oh, Endgame and Avengers. Uh, yeah. But Abraxas and uh, Secundus, his nemesis, are looking for the anti-life equation on Earth. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. See, DC Comics ain't that big of a thing right now. Let's find the anti-life equation. Oh, my God. It's X equals negative B plus minus the square root of B square minus 4AC over 2A. I took Abraxas, though, because it's a 90-minute a cheese fest that you're going to have a lot of... Oh, geez. It's kind of getting, getting turned on by that tail waving in your face. It's my, my cat. He decided to jump up and say hello to Johnny C. Um, I'm going to go with Abraxas as well, only because it's got, it's got Sven in it. I mean, how can I not... <laughs> So yeah, I'm gonna go with that. He's your new guy. I yeah. I just and you know again, I was sort of using the rationalization of yeah. What do you want to watch? I I can't do a two hour, two hour and a half decent Bond movie. I do like the opening sequence though in Mexico City for that oh, Bond movie. Yeah. That's a great the- opening sequence. But I mean, yeah, it's I, I yeah. I can understand why people say this is probably up there with. Although I don't hate Quantum of Solace. I just feel like Quantum of Solace just didn't really go anywhere. 
you know? Right. And it was very hard to live up to Casino Royale. Absolutely. Um, I do like Leia Seydoux. Um, oh, she's also the, she's a, she's a Bond girl in No Time to Die as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, ever... Yeah. Cause she continues. Yeah. Yeah. Spectre, No Time to Die is a direct sequel to Spectre. We Whereas forgot, I feel like, you know, Skyfall kind of sits on its own, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Billy Eilish is. The only thing is, the one thing I hated about, I would have actually, the one thing I loved most about Spectre, I would have loved to have replaced it in No Time to Die, and that's um, Christoph Waltz. Because I hate, I hate Rami Malek. I hate him. And um, yeah, I just can't, I can't do it. I can't, No Time to Die, it pisses me off that he's even in it. I like the first season of Mr. Robot. But I've you never seen like him. Listen, I know a lot of people who like him. You know, sure. I just, I've, I've never. He, there are certain actors that just irk me, and there is no real rhyme or reason. It's just there's a certain. I have a list, and believe me, I get a lot of shit for people on my list, and it's like certain actors irk me, and he's on that list, and it just it is what it is. Speaking of the list, next round in the end division. These movies should not have been in this division, according to the Cinema Slam stats. Oh how! Oh God damn you! I know. Are you this kidding is a, me? This mm-hmm. is not one. This is a final. I know it is. I know it is. But it's oh. randomization, Keith. It's the multiverse. For those not watching, Annabelle got the peanut taking on Dylan. You son of a bitch! Another Jesse Ventura Predator versus the Princess Bride. How do you choose? God, I can't believe you're doing this to me. Um, actually, I once mean, I saw the bracket, I was like. How can you choose? And then I chose pretty quickly, but I hated having to choose between the two. I ain't got time to bleed. I mean, it's I ain't got time to bleed versus I'm cutting in three people and he only have himself. I have to go with Princess Bride. It's fucking Andre. Yeah, I went with Princess Bride as well. It is a wrestling show. Um, and I've seen Predator a lot. Predator's amazing. It is. It is. Well, you know, kind of slow. I kicks into high gear once the alien starts killing everybody. You know, a lot of people in the last decade have been canceled. I think this is my moment. I kind of like Predator 2 just a little bit more. It's the urban setting in Los Angeles. He's in town with a few days to kill. I do. I will say that it actually seemed like it was much more of a fair matchup. Of the Predator versus Danny Glover at the end. Because, <laughs> I mean, how does that guy just stand up against... I, my favorite part, though, in Predator is when he goes, what the fuck are you? And then at the end, the thing goes, what the fuck are you? Yeah. Like, it's, it's so good because it's like Schwarzenegger is so fucking awesome in that. I love um, I love the guy, what's his name, that plays like, is it is it uh, Taunt? Not, who, what's the guy that's the, the Native American there? Billy? I don't yeah. know the gentleman's real name. Oh no, but it's Billy. I thought he had like a name like, like no, a it's Billy. Get yeah. back! But I love when he goes when he takes the knife and he's like, he just like cuts his chest. I just love that. I go, why would he do that? And then he just <laughs> dies off camera instantly. Just a fucking. And then of course like, Carl Weathers has like one of the greatest death scenes yeah. <laughs> in any movie. <laughs> I will recommend. Did you watch? Uh, did you did you watch Prey? No, I have to. I actually might watch that. Ooh, I, I, I got to watch it because I, I, I'm a huge. It's funny. The only predator aside from prey, the only predator I, I didn't see. Um, the Shane Black one. 
the no, Predator? I, no, I saw that. You haven't um, seen the Adrian Brody one? I did Predator see the tours. Yeah, it's all of them, isn't it? Oh, AVP. Maybe I haven't AVP. seen Requiem. Yeah, I don't think I saw one of those. Because I'm like, Aliens is okay, but um, no, Predator's the shit, dude. I love that series. So, I yeah. mean, don't get me wrong. I, I like Predator. I grew up with Schwarzenegger. We talked about that earlier. Like, I'm not a mark for Predator. I watched Prey out of having nothing to do when it came out. And sure. I was blown away. Is it on Netflix? Hulu is who made Hulu? it. Because oh, they have 20th Century. The All right, let me... So the thing that stinks is that I'm going on a tr- I'm going to Italy. The reason why we're recording this today is because I'm actually traveling to Italy and I'm trying to look for stuff to like download to watch on the flight. And, and not only that, I have a lengthy layover in Heathrow both ways. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, maybe I'll watch. I can't watch Prey though because you can't save and download stuff from Hulu. So maybe I'll watch Prey while I'm sitting in the Heathrow airport. You should watch the rules of attraction and be like, I took a I took a plane to Heathrow. I took a connected flight to Italy. I walked around and brought some ecstasy from Keithy Langston, and then I went down into a tunnel and got my ass kicked by Johnny C. But then I woke up because Johnny C. could never kick anybody's ass, and I bought a whore. I would much rather watch American History X, not American <laughs> History X, um, American Psycho, which is his uh, Brett Easton Ellis cousin or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was a Rules of Attraction reference for anyone who's uninitiated. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Rules of Engagement, but uh, God, I haven't seen Rules of Attraction in a long it was a, time. It was an odd, it was an odd movie, but it wasn't terrible. It's got uh, the Dawson. I got. Not to not to pull the curtain back, but the Red Sox are on right now. Oh sure. And they had they had a rain delay for like thirty seconds, and they actually pulled the tarps out, and then they pulled the tarps back, and then Raphael Devers just hit a home run. It's like nice. Anyway, oh well, no, that Reds, was from earlier. Okay, that the was Reds, from earlier. The Reds lost their streak over the weekend. That was mm-hmm. big news here in the sin, the city of sin. That's right. All right, so the next one on the docket might not take long at all, and one of them was only in here as a gag. Okay. Um, we've got Gem and the Holograms, which, (laughs) which, which features credited archival footage of the rock. Okay. He gets a credit for archival footage. I guess maybe Gem or one of said holograms is watching wrestling. Okay. And the other one you can't really see is Michael J. Fox's underrated nineties comedy gem available on Disney plus life with Mikey. Mm-hmm. which features a scene where he takes the little girl he's with, well, not with, but the little girl he's a talent scout for, to a wrestling match, and Jerry the King Lawler, under a mask, wrestles, wrestles Jeff Jarrett as a babyface, and then cuts a promo like, I want to wish a happy birthday to Angie Vega. Ha-ha! That's the girl's name. Well, I think I'm going to have to go with Life with Mikey because I cannot just vote for archival footage of The Rock. So. And that Gem and the Holograms movie didn't have a goddamn thing to do with Gem and the Holograms. It was outrageous. Truly, truly, truly outrageous. <laughs> I, too, went with Life with Mikey. Oh, good. All right. Let's just move. I, I, do you like Life? I'll just yes or no. Like, I mean, Michael J. Fox is Michael J. Fox is one of those guys that I love everything he does as well. Um, I think my favorite aside from my favorite movie of all time, which is BTTF, I mean, I love greed or greedy, greedy. Hink, a dinkadoo. Greedy is so good. It's so underrated. It's such a good movie. So it might be the the only one of two movies I know of that feature a professional bowler. The other being Kingpin, because <laughs> Michael Fox is a professional bowler. I don't never talk to anyone else on this planet that's seen Greedy. That's so crazy. I think it was a Showtime regular on Showtime. Yeah. Oh, it was. It's great. Um, 
Kirk Douglas is great in that. Um, Phil Hartman's often in that. I love when Phil Hartman just screams out, he doesn't have the balls, and he just grabs his entire package. I love that. Such a great movie. Um, yeah, no, that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great Michael J. Fox movie. Another great Michael J. Fox movie is The Frighteners. I saw it in theaters. I love that. So did I. That's a Peter great Jackson. movie. Yep. I didn't know what Peter Jackson meant at the time, but no, but the, the no. director's cut's really good. I bought that on uh, DVD the day it came out. The director's cut. Yeah. Probably because you have to buy it on DVD. Maybe. I'll well, this was back when DVDs were a thing. Um, I'm, I think we're up to the last match in the Are end. We still, do we division. pick everything the same in this bracket as well? Uh, Abraxas, Princess Bride, and Life with Mikey. Yes. Yes, we did. Um, Once again, synergy in the multiverse. I know, right? If only Jim and the Holograms had synergy. I don't know if you did, if you ever caught Jim and the Holograms. I did not see the movie Jim and the Holograms. What about the cartoon? I was going to say, the cartoon, did she have the computer named Synergy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Jim and the Holograms was on before Mask in my local area. I think so. It might have been on after Mask, but it was either on or before. Yeah, it was with Mask. And we will be ending the episode with the mask theme song. The fucking great. I mean, it's a top five cartoon intro song. It's, it's, and it's such an 80s theme Secret song. Secret Raiders yeah. who so. will neutralize Blades in the fucking size. All right. Uh, final matchup in the end division. Uh. <laughs> One of only a few WWE films to make the cut. And now uh. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen the Marine Six Close Quarters, the one where, um, much like the Avengers, the Marine and the man who trained him, Shawn Michaels and the Miz, team up to face a terrorist cell led by Becky Lynch. What? Yeah, that's Becky behind that's the Becky Miz. Lynch. I, oh yeah. my God. Okay. Uh, it's not really a terrorist cell. They just kidnapped this girl and and shot. I tell you what, Keith. I did. I I watched this as a potential show uh, for Junk Man on my personal feed. Sean, like I'm not, I don't want to mock the man. It's out of his control. But this is a Hollywood film, technically. Get an eye patch. Nick Fury has an eye patch. Sean, just get an eye patch. This is a, this is a Hollywood film that stars Sean Michaels. <laughs> yes, and he just wears his own wardrobe. You could totally fucking tell. <laughs> They're like, Mom, oh, we, we need to get Sean over in wardrobe. I don't know, Vince. I'm, I feel like I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good, pops. My, how the how the mighty Marine series has fallen. What? We went from John Cena to this. Uh, the last time I checked, it was free on, let me check my streaming apps. Not Tubi. Is it Tubi? Tubi has a lot of good shit for free, surprisingly. And very I actually, commercial. actually, I heard it was free. Um, if you go down the street to your local Dunkin' Donuts, it's just <laughs> sitting there. They're giving it away, is what I heard. And bonus, maybe Affleck will, you know, work, be working the register. Yeah, Ben Affleck, maybe. Uh, probably, I saw the. Oh, I remember what it was. You talked about Back to the Future, and I was going to ask if you saw the Flash. Um, I have not. Um, my friend saw the Flash. My other friend saw the Flash. I kind of cheated, and I read the uh, synopsis on Wikipedia. Yeah, don't spoil I, anything on here, just in case. Yeah, I'm not spoiling anything. Um, I didn't. I'll see it when it comes on, like HBO Max or whatever. Just because I'm not a huge I don't really like Ezra Miller, and I, I just, he's, a, he, they, I should be no, no, it's okay, I know, I know, it's, it's, they I know another, it's not out of. another person on my list of people I can do without, you know, so. I will, I will say this, and then we'll move on, because I know it's not a DC Comics. I, I am the defender of the Snyder movies, and I've had problems with the others. Uh, I was never a big fan of Ezra's take on The Flash, but they, 
pull off something that's pretty special in this uh, film as a performance. As a person who does a lot of solo podcasting, Keithy, I really appreciated Ezra's ability to play off of themselves. And I, I'm sure. serious. Um, it had heart. Seven and a half out of ten. Really? Yeah, it had some. It had heart. Right. And, um, you know. I mean, I'd be I'd be psyched to see it just because, I mean, that's my Batman. So, I mean, I'd want to go support my Batman. Ironically, you know? when when Michael Keaton finally showed up, I was like, you know, I don't really need this now because you've crafted a narrative that's working for me. There you go. But, you know, it is what it is. Okay, moving on. Uh, Marine 6 is taking on Mummy Returns, by the way, which was yeah. The Rock's Hakuta Masante. And then he runs, and that's it. I, th- I thought he said Hakuna Matata. Uh, no, that's that's um that's Pocahontas. But don't forget, we also have that awful um, CGI that scorpion, terrible CGI thing. Yeah. So oh yeah, shit. that thing's embarrassing. Um, okay. that that is definitely one of my least favorite uh, CGI monstrosities, to coin a phrase. Um, um it's also though it, it it's also like uh I feel like a uh, like a product of the time. Yeah. Because I think that, I think that, um, if the CGI, like the CGI is the product of the time. I think if you had a better opportunity to have like modern day CGI, that is good CGI. Cause as we know, the Marvel CGI sometimes isn't the best, you know? Um, but, uh, I think we could probably have done something good. It also has Rachel Vice and, uh, He's so hot right now, Brendan Fraser. Look at that fucking face. Um, he's so hot then. I actually, I have, I have a very special place in my heart for all the mummies and even stuff. the Dragon Emperor. Uh, yeah, it's also the stuff by um, the director. Because um, remember, he did. Um, I'm blanking did, on who directed it. It's uh, hold on, I'm looking it up right now because I want to give him credit. Stephen Summers and Stephen Summers did. G.I. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he did, he did I G. love G.I. Joe, The Rise he did of Van Silver. Helsing, you know? Ooh, you like Van Helsing. That's okay. I like G.I. Joe. You can like Van Helsing. Yeah. I unapologetically love the first G.I. Joe. I know it's awful. It's just the right kind of... What's the one where the the guy that's the president, like, turns on them? That's both. Well, the, the big the big reveal at the end is um, Arnold Booslew's um, shapeship got Zartan has become Jonathan Price from Tomorrow Never Dies to bring it back to Bond. Oh, Mr. Bond, uh, tomorrow's headlines today by Jonathan Price. <laughs> he's also, he also is in Game of Thrones. He's the, yes, um, he's the evil priest. Well, he's not an evil priest. He's like a, he's, he's an evil priest in the fact that, which is funny. Oh, can you, can we pause like one second? Yeah, sure. I just, just mute, I just, mute your yeah, microphone. Right. Okay. Okay. Yep. All right. Take off your headset so you don't have to listen to me. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, who are, who are with me right now, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through some of the stuff that I have here on my wall, my little book stand of entertainment based entertainment, a Christmas gift from when I was a youngster. We have the Ultimate Warrior, still in pretty decent shape. And I'll tell you what, it survived my young son playing with it when he was, you know, a youngster. So it survived two 
members of the C family. Here I have an unopened copy of Ballistic X vs. Sever on DVD, which I'm saving for the 200th episode celebration of the new TNN, my personal podcast feed, where I'll be reviewing it. Wow. And since I already started this, I have an Atari ET. Are we good now? I am. I apologize about that. Uh, Oh, you're fine, man. Yeah, I had an emergency phone call that came through that lasted a minute. Anyway, so we don't get paid for this. Huh? We don't get paid, so it's fine. I am going to go with The Mummy Returns. Uh, Mm -hmm. I am I am a big Stephen Summers fan. I like the I like the G.I. Joe movies. I just I forget. I forget. Like, um, it's funny. Arnold Vosvov is in he's in the mummies and he's dark man in the sequels that were made to video. Yeah, so he must be a big Stephen Summers guy. Like, he must be Stephen Summers' muse, kind of like how De Niro and uh, DiCaprio are now the muse, have always been and always will be the muse for uh, Scorsese. I love the idea of Arnold Vuslu, like, living on his Stephen Summers' couch and being like, Stephen, I've had some inspiration. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you must paint me, Stephen. Oh, boy. I'd paint him. Sure. Uh, but I went with the Marine. Oh. For okay. uh, Shawn Michaels, Nick Fury, and Becky Lynch. It, Becky Lynch is vicious. She's stabbing people in that, that movie. does not look like Becky Lynch at all. She that's Well, you know what it is? That's Becky when she had a little weight on her. My brother a, always – my brother gets mad that, like, Becky, like, lost all of the weight that she had. Yeah. Like, she had the baby, and then, like, Vince was like, oh, listen, Becky, um, I need you to go to a size zero if you can do that for me. Vince, I was never a size zero. I don't listen. That's not good shit, pal. We need you to be a zero. I guess it's technically Rebecca Quinn is maybe as she's credited. I don't know, to be honest with you. So let's finish the and division. We only have one divergent. Abraxas versus Princess Bride. I think I know where you're going. I am going with the only movie that matters. Wait a minute. So hold on a second. If you really think about it. All right, we've got if we do Abraxas versus the Princess Bride, that is Sven Oli Thorson versus fucking Andre. Andre, can who, we the, have a can we have a movie where Andre and Sven Olin Thorson Thorson is in with on? So how would that sound? Would it go? I just want you to know, Andre. I have to store some steroids. I don't Andre. understand what steroids are. I am a giant in this forest. Will you please help me? I am confused. I don't know who that is, but it's not either of those guys. Uh, <laughs> I am. I will go with the Princess Bride. All right, and Life with Mikey versus Mummy. Oh, Keithy, I am Arnold Vuslu, and you must paint me. I'm gonna paint Arnold Vuslu in the Mummy Returns. All right, so Mummy Returns versus Come the on, Princess Bride. Come on, his death Bride. scene in that Mummy Returns is so sad when his when his girlfriend, who he, because yeah, and she like turns her back on him and runs away, and and then he looks over and he sees true love with Rachel Vice and you know and 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 the great Brendan Fraser, and he just realizes his life is over, so he drops into the pit of despair. Yeah, reminds okay. me of that uh, that other Stephen Summers uh, movie that really spoke to me when um when uh, the Duke when Duke goes to uh, the grave of Joseph Gordon Levitt and uh, Baroness is like it's raining, the Baroness is crying. Um, that really got to me too. Mm. Or when Marlon Wayans is flying that plane and he's like, Tring! I will tell you. Uh, do you remember the Do you remember the GI Joe cartoon movie where they show the full transformation of Cobra Commander into a snake? When this, is it Duke? Y- is it Duke that he's running around with when Duke is blind? 
Um, no, it's um. Not, not Duke. No, it's not Duke. Duke dies in that movie. It dies in a coma. Who is he with? Aaron would know. Aaron is a huge GI Joe fan. Mm. Um, are you going with Princess Bride over Mummy Returns? Yeah. All right. So we have the same two in the final to. four. I don't want to, but I will. That's fine. Well, <laughs> Heathy, I, I'm going to have to cancel you as my muse. This is Arnold Wooshlu again for some reason. <laughs> All right. The next division, according to the Cinema Slam spectrometer, uh. is the mostly quality division. Our first okay. match. Ah, <laughs> this is a no-brainer for me. Really? I yeah. think it's a no-brainer for me too, but probably the opposite direction. We've got, yeah, we've got They Live, mm-hmm. John Carpenter, Keith. Is it Keith David or David Keith? I always get him. That mix is up. Keith David. Okay. Um, versus um, Rip Off. No holds barred. Um, the first WWE film. Uh, I'm gonna give you the floor. I went with no holds barred. I figured as much, and and I'm sure you know where I'm going. Yeah, you went. They live. Yeah, of course. I mean, it makes sense, and I think that's cool because these movies are both the. They're very much. I feel like in the same vein, and I'm not saying quality wise, but they're both great. Let's just throw them on movies. They live definitely has more quality. Of course. Um, oh, absolutely. I mean, not only that, it's got Meg Foster, who... Evelyn! I loved her eyes. Like, she had the best friggin' eyes. Oh, they're just that, like, deep blue that just penetrate everything. And that, Keith David, Keith David's a fucking boss yeah. in this. You know? I mean... He's in... Is he in Men at Work? Yes! Ah, oh, yes! There's the other person in the world that has seen Men at Work! Oh, I love <laughs> Men at Work. I mean... Seriously, I love Men at Work. It's so great. I, but just, I mean, seriously, just getting to the, how many times, like, do you remember the South Park episode where they spoof the fight between Timmy and, um, is it Timmy and, and Jimmy? And it's the, it's the, it's the friggin' fight between Keith David yes. and Roddy Piper yeah. and they spoof it. And it's like, it's like, it's perfect. It's like scene by scene, like step by step. I love it. Yeah, no, yeah. They Live's fucking great. They Live yeah. is great. I mean, don't get me wrong. They Live is an actual movie. No Holds Barred is not. No. Um, all right. Moving yeah. on, because we, okay. we've gone off script a lot, fans. Um, we're going to move on to the next matchup. Uh, why don't you find some steroids? It's mm-hmm. Sven Ole Thorsen returns. And, oh, my God, Keith. We haven't been talking about the rest. I haven't even been mentioning the wrestlers who are in these, have I? No, I have. Yeah, you have. Yeah. Okay, great. You mentioned, you mentioned The Rock. You mentioned... So, uh, Running Man, starring Jesse Ventura... Uh, and Professor Tanaka as Plane Zero, um, taking on John Cena, making his first appearance, not his mm-hmm. last, spoiler alert, in the probably best Transformers movie, and I've actually seen them all as a recent viewer of Rise of the Beast, Bumblebee, starring Hawkeye, who I will say, because I think it's all right. Hey, how's it going, Hawkeye? <laughs> Um, but she's also very, she's, she's great. She's, she's great, great in well, Hawkeye. Also, she's also, um, Gwen, Gwen Stacy, Spider-Gwen. Oh. She hey, Spider-Gwen. Did you see you, Across the Spider-Verse? 9.9 repeating out of 10. Oh my God. If not even 10 out of 10. It's so No good. movies 10 out of 10. No? Okay. No. Well, see, in my opinion, there is one movie that's 10 out of 10. BTTF. Oh, well, there you that's go. That's But that's, okay. you know, um, Ugh, I have to go with I have to go with my boy Arnold Schwarzenegger here. I have to go with the Running Man. And Sven. 
not only that, and Sven, but not only that, I mean, the running man is just so good. And it's been, it's something that has been on TV a lot lately, like on cable a lot. And every time it's on, I watch it. It doesn't matter where it is. I watch it, you know? And since it is a wrestling show, the when the running man, when Captain Freedom's workout, you got Jesse running on the screen being like, and he's got that Captain Freedom armor that he wears at the end for only one scene. I'm not wearing this, dude. <laughs> I was yeah. telling people like you back when you were still sucking on your mama's teeth. And uh, Cena's fine in Bumblebee, but honestly, he's just playing like a vanilla baby face in movie terms. He doesn't get interesting as an actor until later. No. Well, he's a heel in the first half of the movie. Yeah, but it's bland, and you can tell it's the turn is coming. No, it's very bland. It's very Did bland. you see Rise of the Beasts? I have not yet. Is he in that? No, he probably okay. should have been, because it's lacking in like star power. But I will say, it has the best human leads, probably, aside from Haley Steinfeld, of all the Transformers movies. It uh, has a pretty big uh, end stinger scene. Okay. That I, I won't spoil for people. No, yeah, don't spoil it, because I actually want to see that. Um Especially considering it was a sequel to Bumblebee. I so will I'm, say this in I all was seriousness. Really excited about that. Um, um, I rewatched the last night mm-hmm. because I just watched it over like the course of a week. It's one of the like worst movies in the history of fucking ever. Um, I did enjoy Rise of the Beast. Like I had kind of low expectations, but it uh, was the only problem is they still stick to the Bay formula. Yeah. It's better. It's made better, but they I don't know. But I, I like also how, I like how you said the last night and but you were talking about how the new one has the best human cast. Oh, you're <laughs> last, right though. Yes, okay. The last night is freaking Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins in the last night is an all-time awesome performance, and here's I know, why. But it's so funny because it is. Like, I know. He, he's so like bad. fucking Sir Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins is having the time of his life because he keeps thinking about the new wing he's getting put on his house from the yeah. money. Um, yeah, he he's great in that. I mean, he's awful, but he, that's what makes him great. Um, speaking of, we'll see yes. him again later. Oh. Next matchup. Oh. Okay. Thunderlips, Rocky Three taking on Peacemaker. What a joke, as Colonel Rick Flagg would say, in The Suicide Squad. The sequel to Suicide Squad um, I... and prequel to the Peacemaker TV show. That's all. OK. Um, I'm actually going to maybe surprise you here. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the Suicide Squad. Nice. I think that I think it's a, I think the Suicide Squad is an excellent movie. I do, too. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Excellent. I think all the characters in it are excellent. Uh, Cena's Cena's actually probably the weakest character in the movie. But he's got some pretty funny shit in it, and then right. Peacemaker is, is a fucking masterpiece. As it's far it, as yeah, it's interesting because he is kind of his performance is a little one dimensional in the Suicide Squad. But I think I think James Gunn and Cena were smart enough to talk together, I guess, and be like, "You need to be one dimensional here, and yeah. you'll be three dimensional in the show." And yeah. like, I am not. This is not me trying to be funny. Uh, like. I would have nominated Cena for an Emmy for the TV sure. show. Um, sure. I, I, too, to the surprise of probably no one, went with the Suicide Squad. Um, I thought Cena and Idris Elba and Joel Kinnaman all looked like they were having the time of their life because they got some good chemistry together. Yeah. yeah. Also, I like uh, the I like the girl that's... Um, Brett Catcher, too. Brett Catcher, too. I love her in that. I think she's great. 
I was so disappointed in her because she showed up in Fast X. And then I was disappointed in myself for watching Fast X. But it has an all-time awesome, over-the-top Jason Momoa performance. I'm a I, big Momoa fan. I, I think I, I think I may have told you this. Maybe, maybe not. But I have never seen That's any right. movies. That's and right. I, oh, no. I did see the first one because I was forced to see the first one. And I was very upset by it. And I complained the entire time. So um, <laughs> the Mostly Quality Division continues... Um, I think this officially makes this next next wrestler slash actor and not the other way around. The man or woman who appears the most on the in the tournament, according to the Cinema Slam stats, we've got 1997's Batman and Robin again featuring Jesse the Body Ventura. He's outside the free zone taking on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Not the secret of the ooze, though. Out of the shadows, where Seamus is rocksteady, I think. Also, in Batman and Robin is Jeep um, the yeah Jeep Swenson, the yeah. Uh, ultimate solution as Bane, and I think he injected himself with the ultimate solution and promptly died. Ah, come on, no. Aww, too soon. Um, uh, Another movie that's been in the cultural zeitgeist conversation recently for reasons, Batman and Robin. <laughs> I famously did a uh, six-hour podcast on Batman and Robin for my the new TNN. Yeah. Making fun of it. Yeah. Um, you sure but did. I, it, it, it aged me. It, it definitely did. It aged you. <laughs> it, it should did. have aged you. But, damn it, I had a good time with it. Um, I kind of... Like the first, I'm going to call it Michael Bay, even though he only produced it. Michael Bay, T- T- Ninja Turtles reboot. I like the dude that plays Raphael, who's also in Fast X. Um, oh, is it? Who is it? Alan Richson. He's a, he was Hawk on Titans, and he's okay. also Jack Reacher, the TV show. Okay. Um, hmm. Seamus is pretty funny, but the movie's garbage. Uh, oh, Stephen Amell, the professional wrestler, is also in TMNT 2 Out of the Shadows. Seamus, Seamus plays Rocksteady, right? That's the Rhino, right? He's yeah. the Rhino, yes. And I believe Cena's voicing. That's I right. I say he's voicing Rocksteady in the new. Yeah, I think Bebop is a. One. I think Bebop is a black man, so I don't yeah. think yeah, Bebop, Bebop should be. Cena. I know. Be- oh yeah, Bebop is. Oh yeah, Bebop was a black man in like he is real in- life before he got sure. before right. he got transferred transferred uh, transformed. Um. In this case, I think I'm going to go just because it's fucking Schwarzenegger. I got to go with Batman and Robin. Nice. I, too, went with Batman and Robin. It's Schwarzenegger. All right. So rounding out. I'm getting dark. Yeah. Hold on. Go ahead. So wait. Hold on. That's the last one in the mostly quality division. That's funny when you say mostly quality and you put Batman in there. Um, well, but it's also got, um, you know, the Suicide Squad. It's got, wait, I guess it doesn't have a lot. Well, they live in no holds barred to me or quality, like quality for the tournament purposes. I'm not talking, they're not Citizen Kane, but I thought they were, also, good, right. they were good well, tournament movies. They were movies that I could have seen go- going further if they were not matched up together, much like Princess Bride and Predator. Okay. So let's round out this. Uh, you've got they live taking on Sven Ole Thorsen. And the running man. Yep. The running man. So <laughs> I love that you've got two new characters out of this show. Sven Ole Thorsen and Arnold Wuslow. 
The Suicide School. Ooh, Battle of DC Comics. Uh, the for both of us. This uh, I took No Holds Barred by the way over Running Man though. Mm-hmm. Um, The Suicide Squad taking on Batman and Robin for both of us. I went with The Suicide Squad. As would I. The Suicide okay. Squad is I would as well. Oh shit. Um. And then Suicide oh No Holds Barred for me. Damn I went. It. I went with No Holds Barred getting to the final four. Hmm. Give me a minute. Sure. Because I love both of those movies. I'm going to go. I'll go with the Suicide Squad. Ooh. Over, over the Running Man. Interesting. Yeah, I think, I, I think it's. it's. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that's wanna, good. But it is I good. Um, I'm I don't more of a. talk about it too much. <laughs> that's fine. That's go fine. Ahead. No, go ahead. What were we going to no, say? I just I a lot of times lean towards older stuff. Even if I like something new, which is if I would have been in the same, I may have gotten Running Man, but I don't. It's fine. It's fun. We're just having I fun. I know it is, and that's the thing is that uh, it's one of those movies that, while it's still recent, because I mean, what did it come out in 2018? I mean, it was still no, 21. It went straight to streaming because of COVID. Oh, it was 21? I mean, so mm. there you go. I mean, it's it's that good, you know? Yeah. Like it's that good of a it's that good of a movie that um, it would it would hold up against. Probably it's the best. I mean, it's probably the best DC. No, it's not the best DC movie. I don't want to go that far. But um, all right. So yeah. Said I like else. I like Kim and his flag a lot too. All right. So the final division. Uh, we're calling it the How did they all end up here division? <laughs> okay. First round. <laughs> oh my god! The movie that you have going against Roadhouse. I know this is the another Sophie's choice. I love the Golden Child. <laughs> I say, ah, 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 I want the knife. I want knife. I'm watching it tonight. Oh, that was a big okay. HBO movie for yeah. the random time my parents had HBO. Um, I watched Roadhouse for the first time in 2023. I watched Roadhouse, not 2023, but it was like 20, probably 2019, 2018. I had never seen it fucking amazing oh it's amazing uh, look at this i'm look i'm not trying to toot my own horn i mean powerpoint did most of the work but i like mm. the artistic vision behind this match graphic if you're not if you're watching sure um that knife is sweet did you see a little naked guy running around with the hundred dollar bill let that boogers freeze on your jacket i was gonna scratch you um <laughs> another great ch- villain charles dance performance yeah charles dance is in this yep my so- sweet palalumse so who's the wrestler? Is it another torch? Oh, yes. So, of course, Roadhouse famously has Terry Funk. Very Terry um, Funk, yeah. So Golden Child has a gentleman named Kim Duke. And I apologize if I'm pronouncing the gentleman's name wrong. He has passed away. But apparently, the, uh, right as he was filming the Golden Child, he was performing as an independent contractor for Vince McMahon Jr.'s World Wrestling Federation as a character named Tiger Chung Lee. Okay, so it's Tiger Chung Lee. Who's now, I've never seen Tiger Chung Lee, so it's real? Oh yeah, Tiger Chung Lee. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. He was kind of like he was kind of a jobber to the stars, um, like T.L. Hopper. Dude. Yeah, like even like how Tito became kind of later on in his career and stuff. There's Pete. Pete loves talking about this. Like this one match where it's like Tiger Chung Lee versus Hogan, and like I think it's like '84 or something like that. Was it on TV? I think it was. I think it might have been on like it might have been on like either Superstars or uh, you know uh, like All American or something like that. Yeah, you could check it out. I think well, you 
think if you YouTube it, I think it's you can see it. Um, <clears throat> oh God. Okay. Uh, you know, this tournament would have been so different if you had, if we, if the premise was we had to pick the better of the two performances by the wrestlers in the movie. Sure. Because Terry Funk's performance in Roadhouse far surpasses Tiger Chung Lee's. Yeah. But the Golden Child is just so freaking good. I got to go with the Golden Child. God damn. I'm, re- I'm kind of regretting. Did you pick Roadhouse? Dude, I did. I did pick Roadhouse. Just it, yeah. But it, I was so, like, Roadhouse is the perfect cheese. Oh, my God. I mean, it's a movie about a, a dude's like a bouncer, and, like, people know him. And, like, Sam Elliott's awesome in it, and Kelly Lynch is awesome in it, and the villain and is way too ruthless for the premise. Sam Elliott is the shit in that movie. Like, Sam Elliott makes, you fall in love with Sam Elliott, the, the person, watching that movie. Um, and Kelly Lynch. And Kelly Lynch, yeah, Kelly Lynch and her granny panties that she's wearing, or like during it, sex scenes and stuff. It was so a good. symptom of the time. I know, no, no, no. It's a total '80s movie, and it's great. It's very worth it. That's uh, the thing. It's more '80s. Golden Child is '80s because of like the devil special effects and Eddie Murphy in his prime. But yeah. Roadhouse is like a slice of like I don't want to call it Americana, but it's, it's a, a it's a slice of, of culture. It's a slice of '80s-cana. 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 Like if you were teaching a. If you were teaching a class, you would show Roadhouse. <laughs> Roadhouse is on the list of 80s. We put Roadhouse on there. Yeah, the because Goonies. I think it, it it's quint it quintessentially defines pop cinema. Yes. Um, I went with Roadhouse. All right. Um, next one. Oh, Who oh, wants oh. to live forever? This one was super easy for me but according to the cinema cinema slam stats it is highlander hey it's me christopher lambert i'm back with my good friend ramirez and my friends P- michael ps hayes terry bam bam gordy samu greg Ganya, jim brunzel and <laughs> rakishi who all appear in the opening scene when they're in madison square garden or the new york arena because we're not paying for madison square garden uh-huh. highlander one taking on the Grimsters, dude. Hulk Hogan's cameo appearance, of course, gets on the list. But Keith, one of the greatest films in cinema history, Gremlins to the new batch. I mean, if anything, I'm going with Gremlins to the new batch because it is so good. It's so funny. Uh, the other thing I love about it is Hogan's 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 friggin appearance and cameo is so awesome because in it, put, put our kayfabe hat on. Sure. He's the champion. He's out watching. He went. He wanted to decide to go to the movies on Saturday night. He's wearing his Hulk Hogan ring attire, and he's wearing the championship belt. It's, it's and the idea of Hogan sitting in the move in the theater watching a movie, which wasn't it like what was the movie? Wasn't it like Snow White? It was like I might not have. No, been that's Snow the White. first one. That's no, the they're one watching the- Gremlins too. I think. Are they? Maybe, yeah, because yeah. the because the mom's complaining in the lobby. She's like, "This is worse than the original." Oh yeah. And then Hogan's just like upset and he gets up with his popcorn and everything. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Gremlins uh, to the new batch. Uh, second movie on the list featuring John Glover, who plays the Floronic man in Batman and Robin as an iconic performance of, as Daniel Clamp. Like if we were doing an awesome movie characters, Avengers movie, Daniel Clamp would walk out of my portal. What? <laughs> All right. Daniel Clamp is life. Mm-hmm. If if someone knows where I can buy a T-shirt with the clamp logo with the C that's grabbing, oh the earth, yeah, I would so wear that. 
you could like get a get little po- get a little polo shirt I'd wear to work. All right, I think I think I, I think I'm gonna get you a uh, Christmas gift this year, and I think I know what uh, it is. But Gremlins two was a landslide, but much love yeah. to Highlander. Like Highlander one's a sure. fun movie, um, but yeah, it, it didn't stand a chance. All right, let's move on. Another movie that didn't stand a chance. The WCW film Ready to Rumble, which does feature <laughs> Oliver Platt as Jimmy King. That's right. That's my, that's my butterfinger, baby. I think you're sexy, Mean Gene. I do. But it's taking on Brian Bosworth's Stone Cold. Have you seen Stone Cold? Oh. oh no, I've seen Stone Cold. Okay. Unfortunately, yeah. So I'm I'm a fan of I'm a fan of uh, awful movies. <laughs> you got to clean up an aisle five. Um. So this features um. Perhaps uh, WWF's biggest what if and uh, Bret Hart's greatest opponent, Tom McGee. <laughs> no, uh, me and Tom McGee, me and Tommy McGee, yeah. Tom McGee showed up in the uh, New York territories and I, I, I put him over uh, for Vince and I said, Vince, uh, obviously you should pay me more money because I'm Bret Hart. You know, you know, I know, I know that uh, Tom McGee was in Stone Cold. And uh, I feel like that's the last time I'm ever going to say the name Stone Cold. <laughs> you know, my brother Oge could have been my in Stone Cold. My brother Oge. My brother Oge could have been Stone Cold. Eh, what about the dad? The tiger. Um, look, I like Ready to Rumble. I love Jimmy King. But Stone Cold, I, I don't give a fuck that Tom McGee in it. Um, Rift Tracks introduced me to Stone Cold. I own it both with the Rift Tracks and without. It's that good. Um, uh, I will go with Ready to Rumble because I love Oliver Platt. Fair enough. And that's fine. Um, Oliver Platt is one of the people on my list of movies I will always watch. So so Arnold Vosloo, Svenoli Thorson, and um, Oliver Platt Platt are coming out of your portal. Absolutely. Um, Out of my portal. (laughs) uh, Stone Cold rules because uh, uh, I got really happy one night, and I watched Stone Cold while playing – Tecmo Super Bowl on my PSP <laughs> on my PSP Go as the Seahawks and I only was allowed to play as Bosworth. That's the Inception sound. It's like you had Inception going. <laughs> yes. You had Bosworth on TV, Bosworth on the video game, and you were wearing. I don't know if you know this, but you are also wearing Brian Bosworth underwear. <laughs> Given to me by an undisclosed third party. All right, so the final first round <clears throat> matchup. All right, this is the last cinema. Uh, Whatever stat. The, the joke wasn't funny anyway. Our second appearance of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, but it's a different one. The Secret of the Ooze. Starring, hey, hold on. Let me get, I know, I know you're the director of Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze, but this is Kevin Nash, the Super Shredder. Let me just listen. I know I haven't done a damn thing yet in professional wrestling, but I think I know everything already. I don't know why, but Bill Goldberg thinks that he's a mark for himself, man. Santa Slay? Santa Slay? Shredder I was Slay. in I was in fucking Ninja Turtles 2, man. Yeah. Um I it's taking on WWE Studios Countdown, which I will say that's the one where Dolph Ziggler plays a Maverick Cup. Again, it was free on Tubi. And look, Dolph Ziggler is cosplaying as an 80s. This movie is cosplaying as an 80s movie, and I give it credit for that. It's bad, but it knows it. And it's this is the one where famously um they like uh, Dolph Ziggler like tries to defuse a bomb at a WWE event mm. that transitions between a house show and the Royal Rumble and gets held at gunpoint by Rusev. Okay, uh, thank you for that explanation. 
I will go with the Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will with the Secret of the Ooze as well. <laughs> it's got that awesome I'm eating pizza montage. Sure. Beginning. Also, it has Toka Rizal. <laughs> Dude, Toka, it's time for a Toka and Rezar revival. Bebop sure. and Rock say you're getting a little too much love these days. Bring back the Tokester in the roster. In the actual suits that they wore in Secret of the Ooze. Not CGI'd. I want right. practical effects. Yes. Daniel Clamp walking out of the portal with Toka and Razor like, oh, I got these guys here. You guys, these guys are really something. Let's get you a show. Well, Secret of the Ooze is great, too, because that's when they find the the train station, the abandoned train station. I was a little there, right. I was a little. Dis- yes, it is. I was a little disappointed yeah. because when I was a youngster, uh, the trailer for Ninja Turtles 2 shows them hanging out with um, Sir David Warner. Uh, mm. May he rest in peace as the guy yes. that plays the doctor. Mm-hmm. But they have him. They're like, talk to him. He's wearing a lab coat. And I was like, it's Baxter Stockman. Mom, mom, Baxter Stockman. That would have been. Aw- yeah, he would have actually. That would have been awesome if he, if he was Baxter Stockman. Jeez, uh, I wonder why they didn't have him be. Because it's like it's kind of like how in Spider-Man one, two and three, you had you had him still talking to um, Kirk Connors. Yeah, the lizard. Dylan but Baker. he never turns into the. I mean, he. I, I, I imagine he would have been eventually if it was spider-man 4 but because he's got no arm in all three of the movies that he's in you know that's something else we've never got a lizard in the lab coat it's not hard no because even in the amazing spider-man he rips it off as soon as he transforms into the lizard he goes he goes totally nude yeah he just looks like a baby godzilla from matthew broderick's godzilla let me ask you this question maybe you can explain this to me Sure. Why is it that in every why is the only superhero movie where we see Dong is Watchmen? Like all these characters that run around with no clothes on. I want to see Dong. I want to see more superhero Dong. Well, in supervillain Dong. I mean, the P, the MPAA regards the penis as an aggressive sexual organ. <laughs> it sure is. And uh, I think it's because it dangles. Yeah. And man, did it dangle and watch. But boobs do too. Boobs do. Boobs bounce. I think there's a difference between bouncing and dangling. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, science. I don't want to be a science but, denier here. Man, do you remember though in Watchmen how much friggin' Billy Crudup's uh, CGI dong well, was? You want Watchmen in its original color? Or you want it in black and white? I oh. actually prefer it in black and white. Yeah. Uh, I just have a hard time with the colors. Sure. I'm not wearing my glasses. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I like Watchmen. I actually really enjoy the sequel Doomsday Clock. A You're lot. the only one. <laughs> Are you serious? Did anybody really like to? No, I think the problem with I was actually having a conversation with somebody about Doomsday Clock the other day. And I think it was because I think they had high hopes that it was going to be. What was it going to be put out every once a month? Or was it going to be? Once oh, it took two years. Week? But was it supposed to be once a month or was it supposed to be every week? It was supposed to be like once a month or maybe once every two months if something happened. It was not a week. No. No. Okay. But it, it ended up being, yeah, it was a 12 series. It was a 12 issue series and it took them two years to put it out. And I think it just killed, it killed the hype for it. I feel like, you know, like I don't, I don't know Jeff Johns, the person and I'm not trying to defend them as a per, like, I don't know. And I'm not getting involved. I'm not getting involved. I will say this, uh, Jeff Johns is a pretty good writer, I think. He's a great idea man. Yeah. Okay. Most of the time. Like, Lantern, he kind of rewrote, he didn't rewrite Aquaman's origin, but he deepened it, gave it the Seven Kingdoms, my Aquaman yep. omnibus. Yep. Um, you know, I, I just. As you're flashing your Aquaman tattoo. Well, I just, you know, he's, he's, <laughs> 
You know, it's it's not so much it is an Aquaman reference, but it's also a representation of finding oneself because Aquaman is one of my favorite heroes because he he really has no home. He doesn't feel at home on land. He doesn't feel at home on the sea. He is a constant state of neutrality, which is a uh, euphemism for life. Oh, look at you. Or a lonely position of neutral. Headstrong to take you on. No, no, deep is that, That's Trap, not Trust Company. Uh, yeah. So that wraps it up. Uh, you have Road. No, you have Golden Child versus Gremlins 2. Wow, good luck. I'm going to also close the uh, Cinema Slam stats. So uh, uh, I'm going to stop sharing my screen so we can wrap this up together. I will go with the Golden Child. Rude, a golden child. I like it. I like it a lot. Yep. Wait a minute. No, it's against Gremlins 2. I know. I got to just, I got to go with my heart. Real quick, uh, we're not sharing. I don't want anybody to see my background. You don't see my screen anymore, do you? I do not. It's a picture of my dang, um, bouncing dong, not my dangling. <laughs> um, oh, so, you have a bouncing uh, dong. Good I you. had Roadhouse Gremlins 2. I went Gremlins 2. Okay. You have um, Ready to Rumble Secret of the Ooze. Oh, Secret of the Ooze. Okay, Secret of the Ooze. I have Stone Cold, Secret of the Ooze. I went Stone Cold. Okay. Stone Cold! Stone Cold! So your final entry to the Final Four will be decided when the Secret of the Ooze battles the Golden Child. I will go with the Golden Child. Wow. Well, you Mm -hmm. know what, though? I went with Gremlins, too, obviously. Um, And I think that's awesome because we're both very passionate about the representative of this division. Absolutely. Here we go. The final four. I'll read mine, then yours. It's funny because um, we have the exact same on the first side. Last Mm -hmm. action hero taking on the Princess Bride. And on yours, you have the Suicide Squad taking on the Golden Child. Both movies that start with the. And I have No Holds Barred taking on Gremlins 2, the new batch. So, um, traditionally, when we do these things, I've already done mine. I just breeze through mine. You want me to do that? That way you can... Well, let's go back and forth. I, I'm going to go with the other side, though, first. I want to leave that final yeah, battle. Yeah. That, the, Princess Bride and Last Action Hero, that's prime time, baby. That's yep. a prime time basketball game. Um, I am going to go with, so I have what? It's Golden Child and... The Suicide Squad. I'm going to say The Suicide Squad. Okay. It's yours. You're allowed. Um, <laughs> you're allowed. And that's fine. No, I, I get it. Suicide, the Suicide Squad is really good. Um, we were so passionate about the Golden Child, is I guess my only disappointment. I know, but I, I, like I said, there's just something about the Suicide Squad that sticks into my head as just being a superior movie overall. You know, yeah. I love the Golden Child, but it's a <laughs> yeah. You could be sad about that. I know, Johnny. Uh, um, technology, man. Thank God we was, can have. What was your other side? Uh, this side. Well, yeah, not the not the main event. What's the other? Uh, no holds barred versus Gremlins two. Yeah, I took my passion. <laughs> Mr. Daniel Clamp is in the finals. Gremlins two. <laughs> and that's why. And that's why you are a phenomenal podcaster. <laughs> I mean, look, it, it, they're both Hogan, which I I, I was yep. appreciative that represent. Look, it's a fucking no brainer. Gremlins two is one of my favorite. It yeah, is Gremlins two is great. I you know I put um it's not as good. 
I also like the Matrix Revel- uh, Resurrections, which I would not spoil because you haven't seen it. The fourth one, the one that nobody saw and nobody oh, no, I liked. I did see that, actually. I did see it. I watched it on a plane. <laughs> Gremlins 2 and Matrix 4 are, are top all time. I'm going to take your money and do whatever I want. Good. Um, now and they are. It, yeah. And, and did to Joe me. Did Dante direct Gremlins 2? Sure did. He did? Okay, good. Had a. I obviously had a blast doing it. Yeah, no, he that was his total, like, I'm just going to, like you said, I'm going to take your money and just do whatever I want. Yeah, that so. was his thing. He's like, if you let me do whatever, if you, I can do whatever I want. And they were like, please, God, here's the money. Yeah. Um, And so the main event, according <laughs> to you, good sir, um, we have the exact same last action hero taking on the Brunswick Broad. Honestly, it's Princess Bride. It's okay. my Princess Bride is one of my favorite movies. Um, I think I've even put it on like certain Mount Rushmore's <laughs> that I've done in the past. Nice. Because I think it's just a, it's an amazing, amazing movie. Timeless. I feel like you could play that at any point in any child's life and it holds up. Cause it's, cause it's, first of all, it's like a dated movie anyway, cause it's a sure. period piece, but the effects look good. The 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 practical effects are amazing. The acting is incredible. We haven't even talked about amazing. Carrie Elways. No, and he's phenomenal in it. And thankfully, he still spreads. He still loves to tell the tale of Andre's fart and how you know I'm. You're right, Andre. I am now, boss. It's just amazing. <laughs> so yeah, I will say Princess Bride over Last Action Hero. Um. And it, I like this because we're divergent. I, I took last action here. Oh, wow. Kick me but, in the groin. But no, that's repre- they're both represented, though. Yes. My passion project, Gremlins 2. You dumped the Golden Child. I kept Gremlins 2. I know, yeah. Um, but we I picked dumped the Running Man. I know, I know. But uh, last action hero, uh, you know, I don't want I don't. I never want to get a couple of acres. So yeah. I went with last action hero. I'm a big fan. So I'm also going to different finals. Yeah, you've got the princess versus the suicide. Uh, it sounds like a Disney movie that got uh, canceled. Um, and I've got Last Action Hero and Gremlins two. Okay. Um, both here feature the article the. Um, you want to go first or second? You want a snake? I haven't done snakes, so there it is. Um, I'll no, I'll go. I'll go first because I think it's always good to hear what you have in your rationale at the end. Uh, I am gonna have to go. I'm going with my heart, and I'm going with the Princess Bride. I already I'm marked the giant as such. Yeah, Mandy Patinkin, Carrie Elways. It, it's just Robin Wright. I mean, um, oh, William Wall, not William Wallace, William Wallace Shaw. Shaw. Wallace Shawn, William Wallace. I mean, just everybody. At, oh, God, what's his name that plays Humperdinck? Uh, Christopher, no, Christopher Guest is um, the six-fingered man. But the guy that plays Humperdinck, is, he's in the original uh, Fright Night. Not seen Fright Night. You've never seen. Oh my God, Johnny! You need to watch the original Fright. Is that Night. a so, vampire movie? It is, and it's so good. It's he kind of so, looks like Ray Wise from RoboCop and yeah, Twin Peaks. Yeah, he's um he's in, You know who it's in it too is uh, Roddy McDowell is in it, and it's like Roddy McDowell like it's oh so Fright good. Night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was like Billy Crystal's in Chris, it too. Chris but... Sarandon, Chris Sarandon, who I believe was married to Susan Sarandon at one point. No, nah, they got to be brother sister. They have the same wrinkled face. Ah, boo! Yeah, Chris Sarandon, thankfully, still with us. Um, you know, he's actually 
he does the voice he does a voice in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon uh, that was on Nickelodeon. <laughs> Who is he? Like a known character? He was Count Dracula. I don't know if that you remember sucks. those. He kind of looks like a Count Dracula. That's the whole point. Is that's what's funny about it is that he's he shows up in Fright. He's actually in the reboot of Fright Night as well. Uh, that had um, uh, Colin Farrell and Ant- Anton Yelchin in it, but he's not, you know. But no, I mean that's God. The original Fright Night's so good. You should absolutely watch that. So I will add it to the and list. watch the and watch the reboot. I actually love the reboot. There's a sequel to Fright Night, and I didn't like that one as much, but I actually like the reboot with Colin Farrell. It's pretty good. So I've never yeah. seen. I'm a sucker for like vampire movies. I like vampire movies. So speaking of vampire movies, I don't think I can watch Fright Night until I watch for the first time a movie I've never seen, The Lost Boys. Oh, God, you make me want to do a friggin' watch no. watch along with you for The Lost Boys. It's so good. Well, yeah. I'm watching The Golden Child tonight. That's already a fact. Um, <laughs> let's wrap this up. Um, yes. Because, uh, but oh, oh, I wanted to put a bow on the finals. Um, yours and mine are very different from another thing since this is the wrestling network and you know it was wrestling was a catalyst this time guys I hope you had fun you know but a good wrestler performance in both of yours mine are kind of like Wait, like we had, you didn't even know who the wrestler was in Last Action Hero. I didn't. I mean, I knew it was Sub Zero. I had to look up his character, Professor Tanaka. I forgot. He's also in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yep. Which is a movie we've talked about. And Gremlins 2 has two seconds of Hulk Hogan. So it's weird. Yours both have actors, wrestlers in prominent roles, and mine are just. Eh. Is Tora Tanaka also in a Bond movie? He's not Odd Job. Um, He's not Odd Job, which I know is the oh, an older gentleman, a gentleman who was. Oh yes, Odd Job was in the yeah. That's Goldfinger. That's in the yeah. That's that's Goldfinger. Come on, Keith, you must be dreaming. I know. Yeah. Um. I mean, he freaking looks exactly like the guy. No, run, and I'm not saying anything because. No, I know. No, <laughs> uh, they have similar, you know, build. It's the goatees too. Yeah. They both have the goatee and the build. Um, so I, um, Goldfinger, we said, we said golden eye, Goldfinger. Oh, my bad. Yeah. That's okay. L- yeah. Last Action Hero and Gremlins 2 also sort of have like a spiritual spine together. Like they have a uh, similar ideas about, uh, I don't want to use the word meta fiction, but you know, they're both a little meta. They're, they're both, up. they both break that fourth wall. They're mm-hmm. both, you know, um, but in the end, I went with the new home of the Multiverse of Fabulous podcast, the Clamp Cable Network. Gremlins 2. I mean, was there a doubt? Not since you were talking about that, no. The way you've been talking about it, absolutely. Well, what broke me was um, Roadhouse, The Golden Child, and Gremlins 2 were all three in a row. And I was like, either one of those were my pre-picked winners, like potential winners. yeah. So, Gremlins 2 and The Princess Bride, the two movies featuring wrestlers from the multiverse that you and I would both be okay with watching on a random summer day when there's air conditioning needed. The premise of this show. of A a friendly convo for a friendly friend. Mm -hmm. Keithy, would you tell us about Alicart with Keithy Langston? Oh, yes. Alicart with Keithy. So, it's it's the new show that's uh, on the North-South Connection. Uh, It is a 
as it was described to me, it is a personality podcast because what I like to do is uh, it's actually not even wrestling based, which is fun. So not really wrestling based, but I uh, it's wrestling adjacentness. It's wrestling adjacentness. Yes, uh, there's a lot of wrestling references made in the show, but it's uh, it's multi segmented. I try to do a multi segmented where I have a guest host every week who um, and we we play a few games and we just had episode four had just recently launched um, with uh, my longtime childhood best friend since we were in preschool together, L.A. Chris. And uh, we talked about Legos for about 45 minutes. And then we talked about some uh, successful and unsuccessful spinoffs. Very much reminiscent of a multiverse of fabulousness, I feel like, uh, where we talked about what we did the TV shows. But this one I had, I went with um, some other some other interesting characters that we did. And the next episode is actually dropping on Friday the 30th. Uh, so it would have already dropped. So it would have already dropped by the time this show is aired. And that one actually has my other friend, Chris, who I grew up with. And on that episode, we talked about uh, making a an all-star fantasy baseball lineup of all time. Uh, we talked about um, Chris's extensive history with going to concerts and seeing bands live. And then I think, which is so far probably one of the best segments we've done, is I call it Rotten Rewrite. And it's where we take a movie that is certified rotten on Rotten Tomatoes and we try to rewrite it to make it more palatable for the audience. And we picked a doozy. We picked Howard the Duck, the uh, 1985, 86, 86, cinematic masterpiece. I I, I like that movie. It was an HBO movie again. Yeah, no, Um, but believe it or not, it's it's one that on a recent rewatch for me, the one question that kept going through my mind is, why do people not like this movie? It's great. I mean, there's some things that you could do to improve, but not a lot. I mean, the movie itself is a pretty solid movie, you know? My my mind was blown when I was a kid. My mom had this tape that she taped off of PBS. It was a live performance of Into the Woods. I don't know if you're familiar with Into the Woods. The, the Disney made a movie of it. Well, the James Corden role, uh, who is a guy I hate, he's not coming out of my portal. The portal's closed. He's going to be like, hello, yeah, I was can... trying to come through the portal with Daniel Clamp. Um, anyway, karaoke. this Broadway musical actor who played the baker in Into the Woods, my mom's watching it and I'm playing with fucking cars crashing together, whatever. And he starts singing and I'm like, mom, are you watching Howard the Duck? <laughs> and it's the guy, it's, it's his name's Chip something. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, no. It's, uh, it starts Chip, with a Z. Yeah. Chip. Uh, oh God, Zane? Zane? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. We Anywho. Talked about him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's a throwaway role. Um, I do like him more than Seth Green, though, as a Howard the Duck. Chip Zane, yeah. No, yeah, no, I do. Um, it was, and yeah, no, I mean, the movie itself is is great. So I hope you get a chance. I hope you get a chance to listen to it because uh, oh, I will. I, I, I'm, I I need to listen to episode four first. Mm-hmm. I got a little behind. Um, but after I listen to All four, right. I'll listen to five. I know it, it's not sequential. They can be listened to out of order. Yes. Yeah, no, there's nothing that's like it. Yeah, you don't have to listen to them as also, uh, you know, mm. as much as I appreciate when Leah Thompson goes to the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. I'm appreciating that large volume of hair she has in Howard the Duck. Leah Thompson is honestly a dime piece in that movie. I mean, it is it is unbelievable. A good role, too. But here's the thing. I've read a lot of Howard. I will admit that Uh, proud owner of multiple omnibuses of Howard. She 
they Beverly is a little smarter in mm-hmm. the um, movie than she is in the comic. But mm-hmm. Beverly is supposed to be like the gag is that Beverly's like a bombshell. So we're not I'm not trying to like objectify Leah Thompson. What I'm saying is she plays Beverly Switzer perfectly. Sure. No, and, we're not objectifying. I mean, oh. I think it's OK. I mean, especially considering the the era that it was in. I mean, they they, they literally pick her out to be a bombshell and then on top of that she has an almost full sexual scene with a duck so i mean and that's that's acting (laughs) that's like actually acting exactly and (laughs) i think i think duck sex is a good place to end it with the mask song now and also make sure that you check out uh, everything here on the Wrestling Connection Podcast Network. Uh, I caught up on Wrestling Warzone, and the story about Chad losing his keys gave me a heart attack. I'm glad he found them. Um, he's always got good shit. My favorite's when he took the picture of the pizza. I fucking laughed for like an hour. I don't know why. Chad, like, things happening to Chad, I, I'm not laughing at another person's misfortune, but he's... The story's so interesting. His pacing and his... It's just every man's stories, but they're yeah. always entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, but before the mass theme song ends, Keithy, you talked about Alucard. Just a cheap plug for my personal podcast feed, the new yes. team. And check out the Cronoso Daily Project. We talked about the main event, which is the greatest pro wrestling uh, televised camera filmed event of all time without qualifiers. And uh, I mean, seriously, three matches, all for titles in the biggest storyline of the 80s. Um, Absolutely. Which was the, which was you know not the biggest blueprint, uh, but we're running out of mass theme song. He's Keith Langston. I'm Johnny C. And the winner is you. <laughs>